Eyes do not deceive you. This is Offside Hockey Talk back for episode 401. That's right. The celebration hangover is over for us. Off last week, recovering from multiple puck-off Lagerdales. By the way, the big beer for the big game. The man below us right there, that is Norm Gallant. You'll hear from him in just a second. Special guest for this episode. Lots to get to with him. But my co-host is always Mr. D4, Dylan Fournier. How's the night treating you? Beautifully. How's your night? It's not too bad at all. And ladies and gentlemen, we will be doing our Bearded Blue Warriors segment with Norm, with us, the East Coast Beast, as they call him. And we will be doing pack battles. He got himself an E-Pack, so we'll see how that works out. I'm sure he'll pull some magical, mystical card that no one has ever seen and blow us out of the water. But we shall see. But without further ado, the East Coast Beast, Mr. Flavor Lab himself, and the brand ambassador for Boxing Rock Brewing Co.'s Puck Off Lagerdale. It is Norm Gallant. How's it going, buddy? Not too bad, guys. What's going on? It's really nice to meet you finally. I know we've been back and forth on Instagram and Twitter quite a bit, uh, but it's really nice to meet you guys. Really excited to be here. Really excited to talk hockey, talk beer, talk hockey cards. Hockey cards, my jam, and really excited to talk some beer league with you guys. So um, I can't tell you how excited I am. Really nice to meet you. So, guys, let's just get after it. Let's get after it for sure. Well, me and you, we both live in Nova Scotia, so eventually we'll have to do one of these live. Maybe some uh, puck-offs involved. Maybe get Blaine Pop Fan in. Make it an East Coast kitchen party sometime. Get Dylan down from Toronto, away from the big smoke, away from the Maple Leafs. Let's do it. Um, but, man, let's talk about the uh, the puck-off locker there. Let's talk about Boxing Rock. Obviously, great group of people over there. Love to work with anybody in the local community. How did you get hooked up with them? And how is things going for you with the Box and Rock crew? So um, essentially what had happened, and it's, it's kind of a strange story. So um, <clears throat> so I, I do like my own like little cooking thing. Um, so my, my, my three big things, it's, it's food, it's hockey, it's beer. So those are my jam. Um, so what I've been doing on Instagram and stuff like that is I've, I've started like my own little like cooking channel on YouTube and stuff like that. And uh, Boxing Rock actually started following me one day and I pinged them about uh, maybe, you know, uh, using their, their product and stuff in uh, some of the recipes that I'm doing and whatnot. And, you know, that we got to talking and it was just like, well, like, do you play like beer league hockey? Cause we have the puck off Lauderdale, you know, hockey theme beer. So I'm like, Oh, one way. So I'm like in reverse here. Uh, yeah. It was like, Hey, you know, like we, we, we want to talk about that. And, it's like, how many, like, what do you do for, like, beer league? I'm like, well, I play in the military league. I play in the Atlantic Hockey Group. I play in the Iceman. I play in the over 40. I play in, you know, I, I was like, I play five nights a week. And, like, I, you know, if you guys want, like, want to, like, link something up, we can do that. And they were like, let's go. So uh, that, that's kind of how that started. And so they, they we, we discussed it. And I became brand ambassador for them. So it's uh, it, it's been basically me just um, – instead of advertising it's essentially me coming in and bringing beer to beer league hockey giving them out and pumping the brand that way because it's a lot more effective for me to come to a dressing room with a case of beer that's ice cold and give them to a few people than then to drive by and see it on a billboard where yep. it's like okay well uh yeah like that looks kind of cool but you now you've actually had one and you're sitting there having it with me and it's like you know 
it's it's basically just like it's it's better than the Costco sample. You know how you love going to Costco and getting that yep. sample. This is way better because you're in the dressing room after a game and you're like just dying of thirst. And you're <laughs> in your hand. It's like you know what? Next time you're probably going to buy a case of that because it's absolutely delicious. So that's kind of how that all started. It's just a, it's just been a hit ever since. Like uh, things seem to be rolling good. We're kind of involved in a bunch of different beer leagues around the city and stuff. And uh, it's it's only been a few short months for me, but uh, the winter's coming. John Snow, right? Like winter's coming. Yes, sir. Uh, and and I think that we're going to get after a lot of stuff this winter and like make sure that this is the beer for all beer league hockey this is it right so that's the plan for this winter so that's where we're going well i think something can come of that and i think me and you can do a little uh puck off lagerdale commercial <laughs> you in full gear and me just interviewing you like it's post game and you just crack one of those and oh uh, where's my towel and just get it over the shoulders and like you know what but we just got to stick to our systems, get pucks in deep, you know, <laughs> just, uh, just keep battling in the corners and, you know, we'll like, you know, have a puck well, off. The first, the first comment you got to make is beers in deep. We got to get beers in deep. Beers in deep. And then, you know, right there, this is how you kick it up. Is that a little fun? That's what it's all about, man. And that's why I love the way that it happened for me was I literally bought a case of it, thought it was great, made a preseason or prediction season video for the Leafs. And same thing was all just, Hey, what do you do? How do you do this? What do you think? And from there, just running with it. So it's fun. For me, the summer kind of sucks because I have no content to make. There's no Leafs. There's no real hockey. So really, it's like you're sitting there in the dog days of summer. And I'm watching you do the Austin, you know, bam, and having fun. I'm like, man. man. Okay, can I can I call a spade a spade here? There's always Leafs. <laughs> there is always Leafs. You can, you can always turn on the TV and Flick it over to Sportsnet, and there's always leaves. No, there's always somebody. So I won't battle into that in a little bit. So you're you're involved with a league that just got off the ground here, and from what I understand, you were saying the championship is on Monday, and that's the yeah. Nomad Hockey League, right? Yeah. So my uh, a guy that um, I've, I've played with for a few years, uh, Dustin Hall, uh, he has uh, Nomad Hockey, which is he started off as like a clothing brand. Um, very like they're very well represented uh, a lot of followers uh, along the lines of some of the uh, few nhlers and some a lot of the uh, olympic hockey women and stuff like that like he's very involved in the hockey community and uh, he's been trying to get a uh, a beer league off for a while so it's a draft league and the inaugural season was this summer and uh, i actually play on the uh, organizers team and we're going into the finals next monday so uh it's so again draft league, so everybody has a fair shake. Like you know, some some of the beer leagues around, you put a team in. Sometimes they have different divisions and stuff like that, so it's not always like super fair. Like some people are like you know, we put ourselves into a B division. They're more of a C team. They have to find that out halfway through the year after they lost eight games straight. Uh, this is a draft league, so it's usually um, the parity is usually very well. Um, but uh, we uh, we as a team turned out very well. Um, and, uh, I think we went, I forget how many games it was. I think it was 15. I think we went 13 and two or 12 and three, something like that. Yeah. So we, we did really well. And I, the, the only problem is that the team that we're facing in the finals is the team that dished us our only losses. So it's, uh, it's going to be, eh, it's going to be a tough battle, but we'll see what happens. 
Well, hey, listen, 13-2 and two is nothing to snub your nose at, and I'm sure you guys learned a few things about that team losing twice to them, right? You learn more in a loss than you do in a win. So take it with you and win. Win the damn thing. You got it. It's, it's like the underdog, but not the underdog. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the it's the game of the year, right? Like so, uh, they got they got some good, really really good players. A uh, couple of guys that played like you know high level junior just a couple of years ago. So there's guys like me who played um, you know house league growing up and stuff like that. But you know I'm 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 geez I'm 40 now, so like it, that's a, that's a long time ago, right? But some of these guys played junior B like two or three years ago, and it's like. All right. Well, let's see. Well, let's see if I can shut him down. One of the guys is my buddy, so I'm going to kind of grease him a little bit. We'll see what happens there. I take a couple liberties on him. I know that he doesn't wear a cup for sure. So if he comes anywhere near my net, then uh, I, I hate to say it, Duncan. I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> Don't come anywhere near the blue paint, buddy. Duncan's no. getting dunked for sure. Listen, just give him a couple of uh, cold ice uh, puck off Loggerdale's to uh, de ice the boys after the game. He'll be feeling good. I, th- I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring uh, I'm going to bring two cases for my team because you know celebration ones, and I'm going to bring a case for their team, which is the consolation one, right? So we'll see what happens. There you go. Uh, that'd be awesome, man. No, looking forward to that. Obviously, you're just telling me about that tonight, so that is something we got to hype up and make sure that everybody's aware of and keep that league rolling and going. Obviously, 13 and two for your team could be uh, could be a championship coming on Monday for you, buddy. That's the plan. That's the plan. Now I. I don't know too much about you. So do you, are you strictly just on ice beer league or do you creep into like uh, uh, ball hockey or anything like that? Um, I, I played ball hockey probably five times since I was 15. Yeah. So um, the, the so I live near uh, Shearwater, which is a military base here. Um, okay. I play in the military league. I'm, I'm, I'm not military, but yeah. they allow five civilians per team. Uh, because it's people get posted all the time and it's really hard to like a lot of my, my team is Navy. So they sail, so they can't be home to play games and stuff like that. So you're allowed to fill that roster with five guys. Right. So I'm fortunate enough to be one of those, but uh, at the rink that I play at right outside, there's an old tennis court that's been modified to be a ball hockey rink. So I used to go play a ball hockey there with some friends, like once in a while. It's been so long. Like, I don't know if you can tell by like this video, but like I am, a very large man and it's it's a lot it's a lot to chug around uh <laughs> running it's i'm not a runner anymore i used to when i was about 165 170 i'm about 250 now so there's a lot more to kind of carry around so i'm not much of a runner but I'll, I'll play ball hockey if somebody calls me up to do it uh i know that james was asking about some ball hockey earlier and we wanted to do some like training stuff and get some content and stuff like that so i'll do it i'll hate it but I'll do it. Like, I'll, I'll come out. I just, I just, I love hockey, so I'll, I'll just do it. But yeah, the running is really not my jam. That's understandable. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Hey, listen, I, I could feel you there. I'm in the same uh, weight wheelhouse, so, and I'm probably only four years younger than you. you. Say you're 40, so I'm 36. So, we're in the the same wheelhouse <laughs> for age, man. Don't worry about that. Um. So yeah, the other thing that you do that's pretty big. We talked about it, broached it just a moment ago. Was the flavor lab. I love yeah. watching it. I love food. I don't know if you ever seen the guy, the beard of weirdo, who does all the the food videos as well. Oh, um, he's the guy with the glasses that is always like, "Woo, I'm never yes. gonna be a skinny man." That guy, yes, yes. So before I, before I put my beard down, beard down, I had a few guys be like, uh, "Is that you with glasses on?" 
<laughs> Listen, I thought the exact same thing. Then sitting there watching your videos, man. I love it. I love it. I love the uh, the local stuff, the local spice. Uh, what yeah. made you want to do that? What came, you know, what blew in your mind for that, man? Because obviously that's fun. Another way to get yourself out there. And of course, another way to show off local brands. So I'll, I'll this is a kind of a two-part thing for me. So I'll get into what made me do it. Um, so I've, since I moved from home, so I'm, I'm from Newfoundland. So yep. I moved here probably about 20 years ago. And when I was fending for myself, I started like cooking a little bit. And I'm like, wow. I I'm, I started to get fucking tired of tuna fish sandwiches and uh, vegetable, Campbell's vegetable soup, right? So um, I started actually like trying to learn a couple things. And um, I started watching Food Network and picking up stuff like that. So like, I just started trying to adventure a little bit. And then when we do like potlucks at work or like something else, I, I would always like try to do something that is like kind of new or out of my comfort zone. Or I'm like, I have an idea. I think this is going to work. Let me give it a shot. And I try it and it's, it's either really good or fucking sucks. And I've had the, the few that really sucked. Uh, but more often than not, if you, if you kind of have paid attention to a little bit of like, you know, shows and stuff that you watch, you kind of know what things go together. So you can kind of piece that together a little bit. So I started doing that. And then, so uh, I got involved with the uh, hockey heroes, uh, the heart and stroke uh, tournament that comes here every year with the NHL guys. And uh, it, you can probably see up there. That's the number 88 Gallant. When you're one of the top 10 fundraisers, you get to play in the heroes game. So I got to do that one year. So I keep that on the wall there. Um, so, I started doing charity lunches at work. Uh, so basically you come in uh, 10 bucks, you get a meal and a drink. And I would like whip up something like, usually it's kind of got to be something that can go into like a slow cook or something. So I do like pulled pork or chili over nachos or like something like all, always something that I could kind of figure out how to do into the office with that. I can keep warm and slow cookers or in a toaster oven. Yeah. Uh, so that was, and, and, and after I was doing that a little bit, people were like, you know, you, you really should, probably think about maybe doing some type of cooking show because you're you're personable or at least that's what i've been told uh and you you know you you love to cook and you love to talk and like maybe you should try that so i went out and bought a gopro and like one of the like a, a ring light and stuff like that and i just started doing it and the rest has been it's been coming together and i like it's i've gotten a lot of positive feedback over it so that's that's kind of in my thing like that's i've been doing it for probably just about one year now and it's uh, my Instagram following is a lot more, uh, but like I have it all on YouTube and I'm trying to grow that. But a lot of people are just like, yeah, I, like they watch the videos, but they don't subscribe yeah. like most people. Right. Like it's just, you, you know how that is. But yeah, everybody was like, you should really start doing this. So I was like, you know what? Uh, it's my hobby anyway. So what difference is it to me to cook versus me? saying a few words in front of a camera while I cook and then just go edit a video afterwards. Like I might as well just do it. So I gave it a go and I, I'm really enjoying it. So the content's coming. I usually do one video a week. So I'm, I'm, I'm not having a blast with it. No, it's definitely something that a lot of people can relate to. Obviously, like you said, coming, being by yourself, cooking when you're young, you got to figure things out. I know when I moved in on my own, man, uh, portion control was a big thing for me. Learning that if you buy a pack of steaks or a pack of pork chops, you don't have to cook them all. You can, no. freeze them. but I would cook them all. And of course I'd be sitting there munching on them all. Same thing with ramen noodles. I just buy ramen noodles and eat those instead of making an actual meal. So to see a person that's relatable 
and be able to watch what you do and maybe try some new recipes. And all you got to do, man, for you, I like watching what you do. All you got to do is ask people to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the bell. And I guarantee you, you'll fly through the roof because you got the, uh, what do you call it, the charisma. There you go. To, uh, to draw them in, man. I love it. I love it a lot. So, yeah, keep that rolling, man. Obviously, uh, Dylan, man, what's your favorite meal? My favorite meal? Like, I don't know. I'm kind of in the boat where you guys were, I guess, in a sense, because, like, I'm, like, just about to go out on my own. And, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I dabble in cooking, but, you know, I probably could learn a lot of recipes from you. I don't mind pork chops. I'm a very simple chicken and rice kind of guy i do potatoes every now and then but normally oh, yeah, I have one way of doing it so maybe learning a couple different ways would definitely help. no so so what i do so the premise of what i do is i try to make it as simple as possible and, I, and i'm trying to cut down the time on my videos which is hard because i i talk so much and it's like usually all my cooking like most of the stuff that i do only takes a couple minutes there's very little work um but it's, it's mainly just me like running my mouth which is what some people like, right? Because yep. I'm just kind of going off about whatever. Like the, one of the videos I had recently, I was just fucking mouthing at the girlfriend because she's out watching TV in the other room. And I'm like, I have like a whole like minute or two of me like, all right, so whenever Earth fucking misses out there in the other room, watch fucking TV. And like, <laughs> I don't know, she's been listening to 80s tunes on and listen to fucking Tina Turner for the last hour or so because she was cleaning. I'm like, cleaning's fucking over. I'm trying to record a video. I'm like, here we are. Like, like fucking knock it off and like and then she'll like you can hear her in the background like kind of out like beacon back at me and it's just like it's just stuff like that that's like that's kind of what consumes some of the videos but it's just like it's fun so that like i won't cut it out right so i can make them oh, shorter yeah. it's just some of the stuff that i want to leave in there but i guarantee you uh it, i'll watch some of them it's what i what i like to like kind of consider it is is like kind of like elevated natural food so like it's mainly like stuff that you would if you went out and you went out to like a sports bar and you saw it on the menu you'd be like fuck yeah i want that that's what i try to do right that's fair i See, i that's making me hungry man that's making me hungry i watch his videos and i get hungry and <laughs> i saw the picture you posted today at the uh, the chili cheese dog or i think it was the the pulled pork dog oh, oh yeah man. yeah yeah we so we went so that was at a softball game um, so I play in the Eastern Passage uh, Senior Softball League, and uh, one of the guys on the team was bringing a barbecue every week, and we were just like we called like the the Glizzy Q, right? So like they just fire up the, the hot dogs every week, and I was like, "Bye, like let's let's do something a little better than just regular ass hot dogs." And they're like, "Well, what do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, so one week I took out some chili that I froze. I made like barbecue chili and stuff, and it's like." We got rained out, so nobody showed up. So I was like, well, fuck, I had to eat chili for like four straight days, which I'm all <laughs> right with. But And then, so the next week, I was like, all right, boys. well, uh, pork shoulders on sale. So I was like, I'm going to make pulled pork. I'm going to bring it to the field. I'm going to have it in tinfoil to go trays. We're going to put it on our barbecue. So when we cook hot dogs, we'll do pulled pork on top of the hot dogs. And they're like, you fucking serious? I'm like, oh, yeah, let's let's go. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. So like they brought it up. So anyways, we're there. Like <laughs> the other teams, like what the fuck are those guys doing? Like, so we had like so you feel ten. We got two guys, man, in the barbecue with the pulled pork and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. it was just a good time. We're just like <laughs> they're down on hot dogs. I went. I think I went uh, 
0 for 7 on base percentage, which was <laughs> – I uh, yeah, oh, man, it was brutal. Like, I was just – I don't know. I, I played. I played Sunday. I was like just cracking balls, like just getting everything right into the pockets. And then I went out on Thursday. I don't know what it was, but maybe it was the hot dogs. But I went. Yeah, I, you I, I way mean, full pork dogs, man. You didn't want to be at bat. You want to be right there. I wanted you to be. Want to be by the I wanted to be the dogs and the beers. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Do you guys see the video going around right now too? A buddy who hollowed out the hot dog. And drag yes. beer through the hot. Yeah, dog. I say that's how Edmonton Oilers fans drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a yeah, Yankees yeah. fan, wasn't it? What's that? It was a Yankees fan, wasn't it? I think it? so. So what happened was my my Edmonton Oilers fan buddy sent that to me, and I was like, "Yeah, that's how Oilers fans drink beer." And he was just like, "Oh, I'm like yeah, from the holiday." Listen, the Toronto Maple Oilers, man, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun head-scratcher to watch all the Maple Leafs go over to the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Who yeah, they got Campbell. want to be an Oiler when he got drafted? Who's that? Connor McDavid. Oh, jeez. I'm not saying he wanted to be a Leaf, but I'm saying when he got – when that lottery ball fell and they said the Edmonton Oilers have the first pick, his face was not elated. He was – fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you know. he knew he was going to freeze to death for the next 10 years. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. pictures of the poor guy? He looks like there's a demon hiding. Oh, no. It's the him. Frank Gallagher thing from Shameless. That lineup of pictures is hilarious. From his fresh face when he starts until now, he looks identical to Frank Gallagher. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. He That's a sin cool. for him. So you're a Philadelphia Flyer fan. So, uh, are we outing me now? Are we outing me? What's that? Oh, no. Wait, listen. There's no outing here. We we accept all fan bases. It's okay. You okay. Know, you can't, can't. It's like family, man. You can't choose who you root for. It's just in you, whoever you want to root for. And the Flyers are your family. But I got to ask you, man, one move right off the get-go. Tony D'Angelo. How do you feel about that move? Um... Oh, God. So I, I kind of feel like I have like a little bit of a mixed bag here because, like, I, I feel like he's kind of a racist prick. You know? Like, they're, the, all the stuff that came out about him, like, he's oh, kind yeah. of a shithead. But I, I feel like he's he's trying to be better, and he was good in – where was he last year? Carolina? I, I feel like he's yes. he's been a little bit better, and he stayed out of the media, which I, I accept that. He's a good hockey player. Yep. I'll say that. Um, good hockey player. Where, where am I here? Good hockey player. Uh, piece of shit. Human. I'm like, eh. I'm taking, I'm slightly taking the edge on good hockey player right now and hoping for the best. Um, but I, I know what, I know what's possibly there. I know what, what dark shit is possibly there. And I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the Flyers right now are in a, tumultuous time there's a lot bad going on there you know they they got rid of their captain which i i think he just wanted to go and try and win which is good for him i wish him the best uh good for you uh we appreciate you thank you for your service uh but they could have had goodrow they didn't mm -hmm. and their excuse was oh we would have had to fucking move some things for a few minutes Okay, so that's stupid. 
you guys, like, Johnny Gaudreau was ours to lose. And, you know, like, there's just a lot going on there right now. And and, and, and Tortorella coming in, like, fuck. Um, I, I honestly, like, I think D'Angelo right now is the least of our problems. Like, there's so much... There's so much of a shit sandwich here that D'Angelo is just a fucking little bit of crust, right? Yeah, yeah I can see that. I can see that. Listen, again, nobody's saying that Tony D'Angelo is not a good hockey player. Uh, he can definitely get you points, definitely do things. It's right now for me with the Philadelphia Flyers, they're a team that is going through it, period. There's no skating around that, you know, literally speaking. Um you go and add a guy like Tony D'Angelo. The problem is if he does now start stepping out of line where he's got some money in his pocket and a long-term deal, you know, a la Patrick Kane or not Patrick Kane, a uh, Vander Kane situation where when he gets a deal, he kind of steps out of line, you know, and, and just starts acting up because he knows he's got security. You know, that's something the Flyers don't need, especially with a lot of young guys that they're going to want to bring into this organization. I know Tortorella won't take any crap, that's but at the same thing. time, Tortorella's shelf life is very short. Two to three seasons max, and then they tone him, tune him out anyways. So if they and start I'll, tuning him out in the first season, that's a problem. And Tony D'Angelo will be the first one probably. And and all we really got right now is young guys. Like, we have a little bit of core. So we have Couturier, uh, Konechny, uh, Provorov. Like, there's not a whole lot of senior guys after that. Scott Lawton. So, first of all, Scott Lawton. I fucking love Scott Lawton. I love Scott Lawton. He, I love Monday. Oh, man. He, he's so good. Like, I think he's probably going to be the next captain if it's not Couturier. Um, but there's not a whole lot of uh, – Kevin Hayes. But, but, like, what's that? What I mean, five guys. There's not a whole lot of senior leadership there besides that, right? Um, Is Cam Morgan Frost. What's that? Is Cam Atkinson still there? Yes. Yeah, he's there, yeah. And so he's, he's our little treasure that we just hold so dear. We love Cam Atkinson more than anything. Um, but like we got like uh, Cam, uh, was it Noah Tate, uh, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee? Like these guys are all people that are only like in and out of the league now for a few years, right? Like we got a lot of like on the cusp guys, like. They can't be in, in like a toxic environment like that. So I'm, I'm really nervous with Tortorella and 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 uh, D'Angelo there. Like that's just it's it seems like bad influence, right? And like personally, I've been waiting for Morgan Frost to make this step for like three fucking years, and it's like where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I don't think anything that's going on in that organization right now is going to fucking help him whatsoever. Not at all. Well, you also got that young kid from Florida too. I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, Owen Tippett. Tippett. Owen Tippett. Tippett will be a, one that'll probably step up. And maybe I, I, don't, I don't know enough about him. He came back in the Jordan trade, but I don't I don't know enough about Owen Tippett. I remember hearing about him like in juniors and stuff like that, but I don't remember hearing a whole lot of noise about him since he's been in the NHL. Well, the problem with Florida was they were so stacked with forwards in their top six, even their top nine, <laughs> that he couldn't crack it to get in there and get a chance to play kind of like Nick Robertson in Toronto, you know, high skilled player, but not an opportunity to be had because you got players who basically are in higher ticket deals that deserve to be there. So he got squeezed out and got to be come to that deal. So now I'm hoping in Philly 
because I do follow Philly. They were at one point in my life before they put the Leafs out of the playoffs, I like Jeremy Roenick. Um, you know, we're my second kind of team with Rick Tockett and John LeClaire, Jeremy Roenick, all those boys. Um, you know, I look at them here and there. But to think of a coach like John Tortorella and young guys, he doesn't have a good history with young players. He just doesn't. I mean, you look at the Pierre-Luc Dubois, the Patrick Linings, even go through on Vancouver. Um, you can go back to his time with New York, even in Tampa. There were times where he just didn't get along with young players. He likes his vets. So you talked about the vets. They're probably going to get a heavy workload, which kind of sucks for all these young guys who are going to want a shot and want to take a step. What are they going to do? They're not going to be able to get that chance. And that's what torch scares me with the Flyers, especially a guy like Carter Hart, who probably needs to be coddled just a little bit this season and brought along the right way. He's not going to be. Because you know that Torts will call him out in the media and rip him to shreds, just trying to get him going. Because that's the way he does it. If, that's, yeah. that's also tough because of the situation that has been going on with you know Team Canada and him maybe being somebody a part of that. So I don't know. I hope that Carter isn't dealing with a lot of shit right now. But who knows? <clears throat> he's he's been in one the past season, season and a half. So yeah, who knows? <laughs> But it goes back to what these fans are saying about Murray, guys. You know, the Flyers haven't been that stout defensively in front of them. Their big ticket acquisition in Ryan Ellis hasn't played. He's been hurt. He is supposed to be a big deal for them. And, of course, defensively, their forwards haven't been that great either. So you're well, really hanging a young goalie like hard out to dry. Yeah, they. so he he was their little diamond in a rock this year. Like, he, he played good. So last year, he played bad. And I'll, like I, I have no problem saying that like he wasn't very good, uh, it it kind of is what it is. But like after last year, people have been saying he was bad this year. I'm like no, like he didn't have a team this year. Nobody was playing in front of him. Like he had good numbers for like what was coming at him. But like Ellis was hurt, uh, Kevin Hayes was hurt, Katuri uh, yep. was hurt. Like so Hayes and Katuri are two of your number one centers who are always coming back. Like Katuri is like. He was a Selkie winner, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, that's a huge piece that's missing. Like, guys, like, that, that, like, Carter Hart didn't play that bad this year. Nobody else played good. Scott Lawton. Scott Lawton, who's your second or third line center, played fucking great. Yeah. But, like, outside of that, like, who was there? Cam Atkinson? Yeah, he had some great games. He was an all-star. But, has like, J- has JVR gone under the radar? I haven't watched him. JVR is trade bait always. He's he's always he's always okay, but he 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 makes like seven million a year, and he probably should be making like four or five. Yeah, no. So like he's all he's always up there. They're always trying to get rid of that contract. Yeah, well, the problem right now with the NHL though, you want to get rid of a deal, you have to pay because there's only like six or seven teams that can take on contracts, and they know they hold the cards because they're not going to just accept any money just for the fact of taking it back, you know, they're going to bend over any team, whether it's the Leafs, the Flyers, it doesn't matter. The Oilers, they're all teams that are going to have to pay with a premium asset to get rid of a deal. You look at what the, the, um, oh my God, I can't even think about it right now. Calgary just had to pay to uh, move Sean Monahan's money. They had to pay the first and the prospect and the whole nines. And I mean, that first has every condition under the sun, but they're going to get a first. I saw that list. I it's saw insane. that list and it was it's like insane. this. It was like possible, but it's like 
I was reading and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> that was just Montreal and Kent Hughes doing his used to agent due diligence and making sure that he had every contingency mapped out. Because you're looking at the flames and you say maybe two or three years from now, they're not going to be what they are. And in two or three years, maybe you get a better pick that's higher up in the draft. Maybe that's what they're shooting for. Montreal is also pretty stacked for picks. So, yeah, you know, that's just one pick they won't be able to move. But I think this year, to touch on Montreal for a second, they are going for Connor Bedard 100%. You can tell me otherwise. They're going to trade off Sean Monaghan. You shake your head, no. They want Connor Bedard. They do, but they're not going to get him. They're not going to get him. Not from us. No, <laughs> no, not even you. Batman has his whole plan of saving the Coyotes still. Damn freaking Coyotes are going to get saved by Connor Bedard. And poor can we can we put a future on this? Can we put a future on this? Let's do this. Let's do this. We will have you as a recurring guest. Do not worry. Yes, um, I will say my, in my heart of hearts, I think the team that is going to get uh, Mr. You're going to put it on Montreal. I'm putting it on Montreal. No. Why Why would you want that? Why would you want that? I don't us? want that. I just know that's what Ken Hughes is doing. Can you oh. tell me that's not what he's doing? He's betting his season on Allen and Samuel Montem freaking bow. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm closer to uh, Fournier than I am with you on this. I think they'll probably put him in Phoenix just cause, cause they want Phoenix to be a relevant team, especially after they're, they're playing like Phoenix is playing in an arena smaller than this fucking room. Right. <laughs> like, um, I, I think, I think, okay, so if we're if we're going futures on this, I won't put a ton of money on it because it's who fucking knows. I'm going Seattle. Let's throw 25 bucks. 25 bucks. I'll throw 20, I'll throw 25 bucks at it. But how are we gonna do it? What's uh what's the price is right rules closest without going over? Yeah, but who like what ha- what happened? Like, so whoever gets, say, it doesn't go to any of our team and second overall is the winner? Is that how we That's that how we pretty do it? much how it's got to be. Closest to the first overall pick. Oh, damn. Now the odds of the draft ball coming in. Yeah, let's go closest to the first overall. Let's do that. Yeah, so whoever's I, team. So Montreal, 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 Arizona, and I'll take Seattle. Seattle, wow. A few moments ago, you were pointing to Philly. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I just because I think we're going to do so bad, but if we're going to talk about what involvement there is with the league, because I think that Batman yeah, wants to go to Arizona, but I think if Batman, if Batman is the thing, you know what? If I don't bet on Philly, they might fucking get it. <laughs> That's how I feel about Leaf games. If I bet for them to win, they lose. If I bet for them to lose, they win. So, do you know how many times I've lost my Facebook profile picture? To Leafs fans in the last few years, so I have I've had buddies and they're like, "Hey, you want to make a bet?" I'm like, "Yeah, on the Flyers and Leafs." I'm like, "Yeah, let's fucking go." And they're like, "Well, let's make a friendly bet." I was like, "I tell you what, gamble your Facebook profile picture. If you lose, it's Flyers. If I lose, it's Maple Leafs." And the same guy bet me like three times in one year, and I fucking had to leave it there for like three weeks each time. It was terrible. Terrible. Every single time. I think one of the times when uh, uh, Johansson uh, was it Andreas Johansson. Andreas Johansson, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, Johnson. Sorry, not Johansson. Yeah, my bad. Uh, so when he scored like four goals in like his first game or some shit like that against Philly, yeah, I have a picture of that. I'll send it to you. So I was, went over to my buddy's place and they were all like uh, uh, Leafs fans and like they're all in their Leafs jerseys. I'm like my Flyers jersey and they were like <laughs> just like doing that the whole fucking time. I was awful. And then like always, I'm like, you know what? It's just my Facebook profile picture. But then I got to answer the question like. 30 times it sucks man could you switch allegiances where are you going for why are you with the leafs well speaking of Leafs, let me ask you an outsider's perspective okay we're opining about the flyers and torts and all the things that might go wrong in philly look at toronto okay us leaf fans we just we just want a second round when you look at the leafs what do you see what do they need in your opinion to get to the second round what are we missing here that maybe from our close view of watching the team all the time that we don't see. Um, so, well, you know what? If if Matt Murray is uh, Stanley Cup Matt Murray, then you don't really need much. Uh, what I personally think, uh, fuck, I hate to say it. I think Tavares might be making a little bit too much money to feed back into your D. That's what I think. Uh, I, I loved the Tavares signing for Toronto when he first signed on. Uh, I He still produces okay, but I think that for his last couple of years, I don't know if it's worth what he's making uh, as much as you probably could give that to a defenseman. And that's that's an outsider looking in. I'm, I'm just saying uh, – I, I, I listen to Steve Dangle, so I hear them phrase up fucking John Tavares constantly. So I, I appreciate him. Uh, I think he's a good player. But I think, what is he making, 10 and a half? Uh, I think it's 11 mil. 11 mil. Oh, I think maybe fucking 9 mil would be okay. And then you could bump up your D a little bit. And if that was the case, you could sign somebody a little bit better. And then maybe if Matt Murray is what Matt Murray is, that's probably the only changes that I make. Like, you guys got a fucking good team. Oh, and uh, Nylander needs to learn how to take a fucking check. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, yeah, Nylander's and a little going in the corners. I'll, I'll give you that, but you know what? If you look at where his goals come from, he's a guy who scores a lot of goals in the greasy, dirty area in front of that net. Yeah. He does. He takes a lot of abuse. He just don't want to take it along the glass. I'm a steadfast John Tavares, I guess, supporter, whatever. The guy is money on the defensive end of things, money on the face-offs, still almost a point-per-game guy, um, you know. And since 2016, the man is 13th overall in the league in goal scoring. So, so, so I, I don't disagree with you. I, I And, like, he is that good. But is it worth $11 million? That's That's my only thing. Like, do I – I think it should that, – that should just be cut a little tiny bit. Yeah, no, I, I listen, I agree with you, but here's the, the problem that happened. The Leafs signed those deals before we knew this thing called the Panda Express, which is the, the old pandemic, you know, thinking that right now the cap would be where it should be at $92 million, which is a problem. So, yeah, so that was, that was a good signing at the time. You know what? I forget about that sometimes because, like, realistically, all those contracts shouldn't be that fucking big right now. And I, I, I forget that. Yeah, you're right. There's a, there's a, that thing always drills me just a little bit because, you know, everybody says, well, the Leafs shouldn't have signed those deals. 
Well, at the time, everybody was signing the deals that they wanted to sign because the cap was supposed to go up. You knew an expansion team was coming. You knew the rights deal was up in the States. So that always raises the cap more and more. So they are only doing what they're supposed to do. And everybody says, well, other teams figured it out. Yo, yeah, well, we didn't sit Kucherov on the uh, the LTIR for the entire season and bring him back to go beast mode in the playoffs to win us our first cup, you know, like Tampa did. You know, or are we, you know, the other thing that I think about for the Leafs too is, and you can agree with this, across the league, there are teams last year that were playing with not a full lineup at some nights because they couldn't feel the lineup because of the cap. Because they were yeah. out of the cap. But the Leafs were able to every single night have a full lineup because of what they do with the cap. So I'm, I don't know, I'm wishy-washy on JT, but I agree with you. Nylander needs to take a check. If we had a couple extra million, we could bump up our D. But we got what we got right now. Yeah, no, I, I, that, I, I, I find it hard to fucking pick apart the Leafs, and I want to. And this is not a, this is not a dig at you guys, but uh, I fucking hate Leafs fans. And that's not you. That's yeah. not you at all. Uh, but like, there's like two or three of them. Like, personally, when like when the Leafs make the playoffs. I got like four, four or five guys just commenting with the Leafs like nonstop. And I'm like, boss, it's too much. And then like when they win their first season game, boss, if they're out like underneath Young Street with the measuring tape, measuring to see if the floats could get underneath, I'm like, boss, it's too much right now. Like it's just there's the, there's there's a few of them that ruin it for all of you. Like my dad was a Leafs fan. I lived in Toronto. Like I like the Leafs. But I fucking hate like at least a dozen Leafs fans that make that just sour for me. Like I hate it, dude. We have our own little group of TikTokers that are Leafs fans, and we have our group chat. And there is a few on the TikTok app that a lot of us just cannot stand. Yeah, we're all the same. We're with you, man. We're and with you when it comes to that, I think I think the group. I, I think we're very lucky that we're fairly civil about our opinion about the Leafs. Obviously we're diehard Leafs fans, but we're not going to shove it down your throat and be like, okay, yeah, our team is only best, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I respect other teams hundred percent of the time. And I also understand that each team is at a different point throughout the entire process. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose at the end of the day. Oh no. A sensible hockey fan. What's that like? <laughs> Huge. Listen, Usually, there's, there's a group of us called the Six and the Six, and we're we're pretty much all the same, even keel. So, yeah. So, like, I find that there's, and it's it's not just Leafs fans, but there's like a few Montreal fans that are like, fuck. But like, Leafs is like Canada's team, right? So it's like, I find there's a there's a group, man, and fuck. Like, obviously, I follow this podcast, and I love you, and I listen to it, and like, yeah. I like, so I appreciate it, right? But like, man. God damn, there's like five or six people on my timeline that like every time the Leafs win, I'm just like, I wanted to leave social media. Yeah, yeah. Listen, that's a Leaf fan after we lose because those same fans that are that excited are that crestfallen as soon as the Leafs lose one regular season game in February when it doesn't matter if they lost that game. It's the end of the world. So, yeah, no, it's both sides of the coin for those Leaf fans, man. But, um, yeah, it's it sucks for us. It sucks right now for Flyers fans because you may be a little farther away from the goal line. But for us, we're getting there, but we're not getting to the next step. And that makes it even more nerve-wracking because 
We got guys that are coming up on contract deals and may not want to stick around. Austin Matthews. Yeah. So, so what, what do you think is going to happen with him? He's, like, uh, is, he's is, is he going to go to LA or Phoenix or is he going to stay in Toronto? Like, what do you think? He's going to stay in Toronto. We, we learned a few shows ago, a uh, friend of the show, David Alter, who covers the Maple Leafs for Sports Illustrated now. he's he, David's all over the place, by the way. Go check out his work as you're listening tonight. Um, but he said that Austin Matthews' money, he gets, what was it, 83 or 87? 87% of what he makes because yeah. of having uh, U.S. residents and the trade embargo with Canada and the U.S., because he gets paid in the signing bonuses, he gets more money than a guy who takes his money over the season. So that's well, not a factor for Austin. Did he also not say that like if he has residence in a non-taxed mm-hmm. state, he he's can not move most, if not all, of his money there and he's scot free. Yeah, it's 87% of what he makes will be tax free in Arizona for him. The rest of that 13% is tax on Canadian tax. But, I mean, 87% is a large chunk of what you make, considering a lot of guys who are American don't get that benefit. So they so, take their money over the year. I was listening to Brian Burke one time talking about, like, how people want to sign in the uh, no state tax. Biz biz 20 promo code, no state tax, right? <laughs> uh, so um, I, was, I, I listened to him say that, like, you know, if you're in Canada, if you just give your money to somebody who – manages it properly and they know how to funnel it like you get all of it back like they just they sh- they ship your money out they do whatever with it and you you make all of it make all of it pretty much like it's there's ways around like the tax and stuff like that right so yeah there, there's ways around basically like like alter was saying you know have a u.s residence in a no tax state which austin does he's from there there's no problem there but for him staying as a, as a maple leaf yes i think he's going to stay here one Let's just throw this one out there. Justin Bieber is his best friend, de facto. Diehard Leaf fan. When your best friend's in your ear talking to you about something, you usually lean that way. Also, if you look at all the moves the Toronto Maple Leafs have made, there is no move really other than Callie Yarncroke lately and Morgan Riley, which is Matthew's pretty good buddy, by the way, that goes beyond that two-year window. So they have maximum cap flexibility when it comes time for Austin to sign on the line. And when when's that, 2005? What's that? When's that, 2005? Two years from now, so 2025. So, yeah, 2025, like, sorry. 2005, you I mean, can go back when he was a child, but. Yeah, so is Austin Matthews going to come out of his fucking stroller and just, like, sign up? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> 2025 is what I meant. Yeah, no, that's when it will be. And the Leafs have already prepared themselves to back up the Brinks truck, and. Why not? This guy's a league. What he won the MVP, he's a Rocket Richard winner. This guy does everything, he's the most successful leaf. And you know what? He was good, he was good in the fucking playoffs, and he plays back, he plays defensive, he plays a lot of shit. He's Matthews 200 foot game the past two years has grown leaps and bounds under Sheldon Keefe and his ability when he sat Shea Weber on his ass and looked down like. Oh, I just did that. Now he's starting to bump back check like Rasmus Sandin and stuff. Yeah, you wait, you wait. He's gonna he's gonna do that Allen Iverson step over people soon. <laughs> <laughs> start dribbling the puck with a stick or something and just flick it. 
No, no he's, no, he's I think Austin like Matthews him. stays, man. Austin Matthews stays with this team. Uh, I don't see him going anywhere. He gets all the brand deals he wants. You know, he's one of the biggest guys, and everybody calls, you know, Toronto basically the New York of Canada, right? Yeah. What it is, is the same thing. He's on a big stage, on the biggest team. He performs well under the pressure. You know, when when things are talked about with the Toronto Maple Leafs in a negative light, it's never usually Austin Matthews they're talking about. So no, they're bitching about fucking, they're bitching about Marner and fucking. You know, uh, is Muzzin okay? Oh, Jack Campbell. Oh, sorry, our fucking sweetheart. And da da da. Yeah. Like it's 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 negative shit, and where it probably shouldn't be, but it's it's usually not around Austin Matthews. Well, you know what? Even being a Flyers fan, you can admit. Every season, the fan base seems to fixate on one player, and that is the whipping boy for the year. For the league, it was Marner, Nylander, Riley. Every single year, there's somebody that the fan base says, nope, this is the guy that we're going to ride this year, no matter what he does. No you know what he does. You know who it is for the fucking Flyers? And mm-hmm. I follow a lot of Flyers, different fan boards and stuff like that. I'm in a bunch of Flyers groups. And you know who they fucking hate more than anybody? Who's that? Chuck Fletcher. They fucking hate Chuck Fletcher, and they're just like, make a fucking move, you spineless coward. They say the same thing about Kyle Dubas over here. Yeah, and that's it. And like, I, I don't even remember the last time they talked to a player that bad. Like, it's Chuck Fletcher. They fucking hate him. And now that we're talking about, like, uh, singling out people and, like, you know, da 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 um, the Flyers actually fucking cut loose our media darling and the person that everybody liked. Uh, what? The fucking cancer survivor who was only making $1.5 million, who everybody in Philadelphia loved. And he he's just mortified right now. He's like, absolutely mortified. He's not bouncing yes. back as fast as, as most people would after an injury. But, like, he's good. He was our fucking top scorer when he got sick. And he came back and everybody fucking loves him. He makes nothing. And you fucking cut him. I he was him. my favorite flyer. Yeah. Why everybody loves Oscar, he's man. He's, he's going to tear it up this year, though. I think when he, he went to San Jose, didn't he? I think he went to he, San Jose. He really hits close to home for me. God damn. What the fuck is wrong with your organization? <laughs> Yeah, that's so, a bad PR move. That's a John Tortorella. I can't have this around me because it's too positive move. I fucking, you know what? Like that, that got me. Like he was, he was like the, our everybody, everybody that's a Flyers fan just loved this little sweetheart. That fucking was. He was only about what twenty five years old, and he got over cancer. We love him, and like we, we just want to just hold him and take care of him. And this is you, you are to give us give us all fucking hope. Bye. Yep. No. What the fuck is that, man? Fuck. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I just, I just thought about that. No, no. That's it. That's a real crappy situation. Not one. uh, Not one that we're excited for. So you're seeing the Flyers bottom of uh, maybe bottom of the standings. Hopefully, maybe getting a Connor Bedard to ignite the fan bases. Meet y'all when you buy either. I think it was bottom ten. That'd be not bad. I, I looked at the teams and I forgot about one team that is making a giant, giant push for Bedard. And they could almost 
definitely land him in Chicago. Yeah, they throw away everything. They are throwing away everything. Imagine Imagine when your friend is drowning and you throw them his wife instead of a life preserver. (laughs) That seems like what Chicago's doing. That is exactly what Chicago is doing. (laughs) Exactly what they're doing. I mean, let's let's talk about that, actually. One of the questions that did come up so far as we've been recording this, and I'll throw it up on the screen here in just a second, uh, from one of our listeners, Atopple, was about about Patty Kane. You know, let's throw it up here. Where do we see Patty Kane going? Um, So before we jump in, Norm, I don't know what's going on on your side of things there, my friend, but there is a little bit of a mic issue uh, you sound like you just have to pick up his phone. Can. Sometimes phones are uh, very touchy with them if they're resting down. Am I so bad? Am I so oh, bad? Good. No, you're, you're back. Don't touch it. All right. So, yeah, where do we see Patty Kane going? Uh, for me, the fun story would be how do the Maple Leafs pull this off? But I see him going to either Buffalo, maybe Seattle. Um, but I think he wants to win. So, I mean, if you go to Buffalo, Maybe a chance there with guys like Tage Thompson and such. Um, but Edmonton's got to clear the deck. Toronto would have to chip off what is it, Nylander and Justin Hall to make the deal. Say, I, I would think Muzzin and Kerfoot and Hall would have to leave Toronto and go Always. over if they do 50% retained, which oh, I don't think true. the Leafs have the assets to get it. Um, so for me, if I'm a betting man, I say he goes home to Buffalo, plays for the Sabres. Becomes a hometown hero. The big flag story, they probably make the playoffs, make a little noise. Everybody's happy. Uh, Dylan, where do you see him going? I'll save Norm for last. I think he's got a good answer. Uh, Due to this being the last year of his contract and a team in the East making a big push, I'm going to say he's going to go very close to home and go to New York Rangers to play alongside Panarin. Um. And then maybe in a year he'll sign with Buffalo afterwards. All right, all right, Norm. Where do you got the uh, the futures bet on this one? He's gonna say um, he's- I I think that's up to him right now because it seems like uh, what I think personally is that uh, Chicago has told him and Taves that it's hey fuck you guys. Um, we're clearing everything out so that you guys got to go. You got nobody to play with. So I think it's really going to be up to him. They're probably going to cancel his contract, so it's going to be wherever he wants to go. Because there's no other reason in my mind that Chicago got rid of. There's, like, they're rebuilding. Nobody rebuilds by getting rid of your young studs and prospects. So I think they're just doing that to try to convince Taves and Kane to pack up and move on. They they get bought out, go wherever they want. So Kane, yep, probably New York. Um, if his contract actually lasts, I'll probably send him to Philadelphia because it's not a good one. Um, other than that, I, I I don't really know. He he he'd be good for a year or two anywhere he wants to go, but to me, it's about money. I don't know where Vegas will probably sign him because they want every little shiny toy that they can get. Yep. Oh, well, they got Robin Leonard's space now, right? So, and they move patches, so they need to bring in someone new to uh, ship out in a couple of years. So, Patty came. They need a goalie. Though. They need a goalie. Logan Thompson can't bail them out. 
They'll, yeah, they'll, take, Bob, they'll take Bobrovsky. News flash, the league does not like the Vegas Golden Knights. No. News flash, players do not like the Vegas Golden Knights anymore. Uh, oh, also, said, fans don't like the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, first season, you guys were cool. You did something that never happened. It was new. It was fresh. Then you became annoying. Annoying because you went after everything. Annoying because you stole players from teams and really just sent guys packing for no reason after telling them they'd be sticking around. I see you, Nate Schmidt. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. But the other thing we want to talk about tonight, let's do it right now, is hockey carrots. We're going to do our pack yep. battle at the end of the show. But let's just talk hockey carrots right now. Norm, what is your favorite card that you have in your collection and why? Um... Oh, geez, that's a hard call to make. So I would probably say, oh, man, I got to grab mine. <laughs> I got a, I got a couple. So I'd say possibly either my Terry Ryan signed rookie guard. Because Terry Ryan's beast, man. after he uh, went on Shorzy, I reached out to I kept harassing him in his comments on Instagram and asked him if he'd sign a card for me. And he said yes. So I got to send him a card. And he signed it and sent it back. So it's probably that one. Or okay. it's probably um, maybe – so I got, I got a couple others. Um, I finally, as an adult, managed to achieve getting a Wayne Gretzky rookie guard. There you go. Wow. Uh, right, before, right before it skyrocketed in value, um, a friend of mine at work said, hey, you collect cards? I was like, yeah, I collect cards. And he's like, uh, I got some Wayne Gretzky rookie cards if you want to look at them. I was like, yeah, I want to look at them. I was, he was like, do you want to buy one? I was like, listen, man, I can't really afford to buy this. Like, the, the book value is like $1,000. I can't, like, he's yeah. like, well, let's work out a price and figure it out. So we figured it out, and then now I own it. So um, <laughs> that or possibly I'd have to say um, – my Eric Lindros fucking signed rookie card because he was my favorite player growing up. That's a nice one. So I got so I got the Eric Lindros rookie card. And if you ever seen the baseball card, yep. So I got that signed, and I got uh, another one signed when he was here. Uh, he was doing the um, what the fuck was it? The Halifax Sports Celebrity Dinner. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, so he was here doing that. And, uh, a buddy of mine was actually organizing it. So, uh, Bice, can I step away for like one second? Yeah, go right ahead. All right, give me one second here. Are you collecting yours up, James? I'm trying to find uh, a couple of ones that I pulled out a few days ago that I have no idea where they went. Well, you want me to go then? We'll wait for Normie to get back so we can okay. That's show fair. it. You can cut this out, I guess. That's fine. No, I won't even cut it out. We'll just do it banter. So what do you think? Uh, you don't think the Leafs are going to land old uh, Patty Kane, eh? I would love to, but I don't think it's realistic. No, unless, yeah. unless. Well, I think the only thing that we have, not the only thing. I think the biggest piece in there would have to be Nyes. Then you could ship Sandine there and see if they retain 50 and another 
another retain another 50 and you get him at a really decent ass contract and keep Nealander on the team. Jesus. You you got more more skill than Brandon Brigham. Yeah, he would he could do it though. I know he can. Oh, he'd pull it off. There'd be some way to pull that off for sure. It would be like what? Probably like two hundred fifty K? Probably. Two hundred fifty K. Imagine. You imagine. Even that cheap. Even four four mil. Sorry, four two point five mil is what I meant to say. Not okay. I'm gonna say four mil wouldn't be bad. We're uh, we're skating on no money for our players. It looks like Norm is grabbing a hockey card here. Yeah, I'm 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 back. Just give me one second. I'm gonna try to see if I can find one of the best ones. So there's that one I was telling you about. Oh, that's beautiful. Beauty. That's a baseball Eric Lindros, is it not? Yes, uh, he did batting practice with uh, the Jays one time. So I'll give you guys a little show here if you want. Um, you go ahead and show. So if you can see, can I switch to, can I flip the camera around here? Oh, you can flip the camera. It ain't going to hurt it. I don't think I can. Uh, one second. Give me a button to flip. No, not working. No, it just says that. So, anyways, um, if you can see down here, these are the this is the sign section. Oh, shiny! Damn. Uh, so like, wow, Chelly. Actually, this is like one second here. I'll I'll take it with the beast. Uh, wow. Chara signed rookie. Oh, that that's my favorite. Eric. My Lindros signed rookie. Uh, that's the one-off. Uh, remember when they didn't have Upper Deck uh, yep. doing uh, Eric Lindros cards because he was exclusively signed to score? So mm -hmm. they did a retro set in uh, 2010, I think, for the 20-year anniversary. So I got that one signed. Uh, Bork. Solid. Um, there's just a bunch of them there. I got a bunch of the Leclerc ones because uh, I'll tell you about that afterwards. Uh, nice. Yeah, I won't get into it because we can go too deep down that rabbit hole. One day we will. One day we will. Yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a little peek into it. That is no. I love the peek. Don't worry about that. What do you got, Dylan? Well, y'all are going to smoke me, just so you know, because I only started collecting hockey cards less than a year ago. Anything I have from when I was a kid, I have three cards from when I was a kid. I was trying to find them. It's a Brian Leach rookie card, a Scott Niedermeyer rookie card, and a Marty Brodeur rookie card. They're not signed, but those are my my three big classic cards. And one is the I, have, I know I have a binder somewhere. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, you're muted. Sorry about that. Yeah, so uh, I guess let me touch that when I'm sitting back down. Uh, Brian Leach is one of my favorite cards. Uh, I loved Brian Leach when I was younger. Same here. He's a huge defenseman, man. Like, I love that rookie card. And he's just like standing like dead face, like. Yeah. That's his rookie card. The Bartan Brodeur rookie card is fucking fantastic. That score rookie set that like they they didn't have rights to like 
Lindros, Brodeur, I think there's a few other guys that like they just didn't have access to them for upper deck. So there's a few of them that are just in score. There's another one besides uh, those two too. Like it's just fantastic. No, that's amazing. All right, Dylan, go ahead. Show us what you got. Uh, well, I have a little collection of cards right now that I'm like working on getting graded, but, uh, first I'll start off with Mr. Canadian's hero, Mason McTavish, young gun. Ah, fuck you. I don't have that yet. I don't have that either. (laughs) This one is a beautiful, this, I think this is my first Austin Matthews rookie card. OPG. Oh, eat me. I just picked this up from a TikToker. It is in one of my TikTok videos. Michael Bunting, uh, speckled rainbow young gun. Rainbow rookie. Look at you. And then uh, I'm really high on Cole Sillinger right now, so I got his black UD canvas. Jesus Christ. This guy's smoking. I have a binder somewhere from when I was younger. I think there's – I can't say they're rookie, but – I know I have Crosby and a couple of Gretzky cards in there somewhere. Jesus. All right, boys. Here, here's my uh, my favorite cards I have right now. I got the uh, the Cole Caulfield Young Guns hanging. I got uh, this one here is very cool. A numbered rookie, Bowen Byram. I like that one. This one's just for you. I pulled this out for you, Norm. A UD Canvas, Cam York, Philadelphia Flyers. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> and then uh, he's like salivating over there. Back to back, I got this guy twice. Jersey patch, rookie Nolan Foot. Ooh, oh nice. nice! And then my big one, my SP rookie authentics, rookie Kirill Kaprizov jersey patch. Beauty. That is my Jeez. crown jewel right now. I will. I, I also have to mention I have four cards coming from PSA that I don't know the grade of, but they are a Kaprizov Young Gun and a Mitch Marner Young Gun. There's a guy around here, Norm, you've probably seen it on Facebook. He's got an Austin Matthews clear-cut rookie oh. card for $1,000 up. Wait, what? Yeah. It's I might have Facebook Marketplace. And I don't have $1,000 to burn to buy an Austin Matthews rookie card. But if I did, that's a pretty good clear clear cut. That's worth it. I would just flip it. Yep. <laughs> For a couple. Oh, more. Look, 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 look. So while we were talking about that, I just dug this up. What's that? Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I like that. I want it. Who is that? It is Sheldon Keefe's rookie card. SBI. I love it. I absolutely love it. No, hockey cards, man. Norm, we started doing this thing, um, just pack battles, just having fun. So you crack a pack, the best card in the pack wins it. You know, we let the fans vote on it. So, you know, everybody on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, it doesn't matter. It's starting to gain a little traction, so it's fun. But before we jump into that, Norm, I know you have one of these around you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw on my beard, make the beard weird. Paying homage to the Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Don't worry, Dilly. I'm sending you a package for the season. So we have the Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Beard of Blue Warrior of the Week. Uh, it can be anyone within the hockey realm. Dylan, I will let you go first. And then Norm, 
and then I'll finish it off. Now, before I say mine, I know a lot of people are probably expecting the usual, typical, you know, World Juniors just happened. But I'm going to go a little bit left field. I don't know if anybody's seen this TikTok. Uh, Calgary Flames posted a video that was kind of very close to my heart. Uh, newly additioned Cole Schwint arrived in a young uh, fella's uh, hospital room and gave him a brand new jersey and a stick signed. That one really touches home for me. So he is my bearded blue warrior this week. Can hear your voice, buddy. That is an absolute beautiful touch. Uh, Norm, your bearded blue warrior, my friend. Um, so I'm going to go with. Uh, Daniel McKay, uh, the guy who created the puck off Lagerdale itself, he was the brewer that brewed that. Um, I've learned recently that he's moving on from Boxing Rock, uh, but I wanted to thank him and say I appreciate uh, you know you bringing this beer to us and giving all of us this opportunity to try to promote it and you know have fun with it. It's bringing a lot of different people in the hockey world together, and it's awesome. So I wanted to, you know, he's my guy right now. He created this, and uh, that's why we have these blue beards and everything. So that's my guy. Yes. Shout out to him. That's a well-deserved Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Bearded Blue Warrior of the Week right there. Uh, Mine's going to go to a guy that you guys might have heard this story or not. Uh, A lot of fans singing the the happy tune that Sean Monaghan left town. But a lot of fans talking about what a good guy he is when one TJ Brody collapsed on the ice. One quick-thinking teammate thought to go call that player's wife because obviously everybody there has social media and will be posting that. He went and called her to let her know what had happened, that he's okay, that he's alert, there's no problems, just to ease that. And that was the kind of teammate he was, was always thinking friends and family first. That's the player that Montreal is getting. He's a guy that was really good in the community. Saw a lot of people tearing him down because of his contract, his lack of production and injuries. I want to shine a positive light on the guy. Doing things like that and being with family and taking care of family, Sean Monahan to me definitely deserves, Norm showing it off, my bearded blue warrior of the week right there for puck off Lockerdale. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Monahan. Let's go. So, this is the fun part Wait, of the show right here, ladies. Can you can you tell can you tell the difference? <laughs> nope. Just the color, man. Same, Same thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, this right here, this is the part of the week. This will be cut and spliced and put up. But this is Upper Ducks Pack Battles right here. Have myself a pack of series two. Norm's got his e pack. So we're going to crack it open and see who gets what. So, Norm, you can go first. You open your pack and let us know what your big hit is. So do we go one for one? No, we just drop the biggest card. All right. I'm opening. I got uh, – can you see Mark Stahl? Yep. All right. Brian Russ. All right. Andre Sveshnikov. Ooh, who? What are we getting for his rare? Oh, Suzuki. 
Oh, oh you might more. have a face back. Oh, I got a Dazzler. Oh. Jacob Markstrom. There yeah. you go. Dazzlers are not bad. James, you go next. Uh, After. Michael Rasmussen. Okay. And Jamie Ben and Jordan Everly. There you go. I thought he was going to say Jordy Ben, too. <laughs> All right. Yo, so, so, right here. Can I, can, I, can I tell you something before you go? Yep. So um, I used to wear shop locks when I played pickup. And I don't know if you can tell by the beard. I have the same beard as Jordy Ben. Kind of looks very similar. And some guy looked at me and goes, nice fucking shop locks, Jordy Ben. And I stopped, I stopped wearing them. I felt so bad. I got chirped so hard. I stopped wearing them that day. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to do no, that. No, no, that's a good one right there. All right. Leaf goaltender, Ilya Samsonov. Next is Marco Scandella. Next we have Ivan Barbashev. Dazzler, Martinikis. Golden, by the way. Uh, Sean Couturier, Coots. Oh, that's the winner. <laughs> oh, a little Elia McKayev action. Trader. And Frank Petrano, and that's it. Yeah. All righty. First off, I got Elias Peterson, Philip Forsberg. We've got Keith Yandel. Yance. Thomas Hertel. And I think that's Mr. Darnell Nurse, UD Portraits. Oh, you can see the Chrome Dome. <laughs> uh, Adam Fox, Vladimir Tarasenko, and Evgeny Dadanov. Well, I love your UD Portrait, but I think this one comes down to me and the East Coast Beast. The and all the East Coast battle between the Dazzlers. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the comments down below, you know how this goes. Vote on who won this pack battle between me, Dylan, and the East Coast Beast. I got the Martin Ecash shiny. So let's see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, though, we've been at this for over an hour. Thank you very much for sticking around, checking it out. This episode will be up across the airwaves tomorrow. But this is Mr. East Coast Beast. Where can they find you? Where can they find the Flavor Lab? Where can they find everything? So, um, uh... My main thing is Instagram at the East Coast Beast. Uh, also, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, if you give me a, a, a subscribe, I, I'd love it. Uh, it's youtube.com slash C for channel slash Norm Glant, N-O-R-M, J-L-A-N-T. Um, really, that's it. Uh, Flavor Lab, uh, sorry, flavorlabgang.com. Uh, it's really essentially just all my YouTube videos is pumped up through a website just to try to generate more views. So if you want to, if you want something that like, uh, you know, food related, hockey related, just get after it. Let's, let's go. You got to follow Norm Glant, the East Coast Beast. Obviously check out the Flavor Lab over on Instagram, but make sure you subscribe over on the good old YouTube page. There it is right there. Dylan's holding it up. So we'll make sure we get that done. Ladies and gentlemen, for myself, Dylan Fournier, and the East Coast Beast, Norm Gallant, this is Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk. <laughs>